Thousands of human clinical trials are underway every day in the United States. How are physicians involved in oversight of this medical research? You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients by repurposing current therapies for new uses. Joining us is Walter M. Stadler, MD, Professor of Medicine, Director of the Genital Urinary Program, and Associate Dean of Clinical Research at the University of Chicago Medical Center. Dr. Stadler is an expert in prostate, kidney, bladder, and testicular cancers, and he joins us to talk about his work as Associate Dean of Clinical Research. Dr. Stadler, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks. Tell us a little bit about your research and clinical practice backgrounds and also what you do as an administrator. So I have been here at the University of Chicago since 1991 when I joined as a clinical fellow in oncology to obtain my advanced training in cancer medicine and care of cancer patients. And I have focused my research over the years on the development of new therapeutic approaches for patients with genitourinary malignancies, specifically kidney, bladder, and prostate cancer. Because of my experience in clinical research, I have more recently taken on a administrative role as the Associate Dean of Clinical Research to facilitate clinical research activities throughout the University of Chicago Medical Center. And do you also have some responsibilities outside the medical center as this administrative person? My administrative role is confined to the medical center itself, but since the clinical research activities interact with lots of outside organizations, I certainly have lots of contact with the rest of the world. And where does an associate dean fall in the hierarchy of the administration of an organization like the University of Chicago Medical Center? So our hierarchy is a little bit strange in the sense that the faculty here are highly independent faculty, which means that they don't really ascribe to hierarchy or or listen very well to hierarchy. In that context, I do report to the vice dean, essentially the vice dean of academic affairs in my associate dean role. But in reality, that's only part of my job. And the majority of my job, I'm still a clinical researcher and faculty member where I report to my section head in the section of hematology oncology, which is in itself a division of the Department of Medicine. So if we tried to write it all down on paper, there'd be lots of squiggly lines and dotted lines and nobody would pay attention to it anyways. I tell folks that we have an organizational web and not an organizational hierarchy. There you go. So how much time does this role take out of your week as a percentage, and what kind of support staff do you have? So it takes approximately 20% of my time, and I oversee an office of clinical research, which is an office of approximately 20 individuals that have a responsibility for conducting much of the day-to-day work. Tell us what they do. Are they involved in the financial end? Are they involved in the supervision of the research? What's their role and what does the department do? So the office does a number of things. We, first of all, provide education to research staff as well as faculty members on all of the various regulations that govern clinical research and on best practices for conducting human subjects' research. 
we also provide a certain degree of oversight for clinical research that is performed at this institution to assure that the regulations are being met and we assist in the various components of getting clinical research approved. And those include both the financial, ethical, and scientific components. What kind of interaction do you have with the IRB at the University of Chicago and other parts of the university that have to approve projects before they can get started? So we have a very close working relationship. And in fact, one of the things that I've done over the last several months is to try to consolidate all of the information that is required for regulatory approval of a clinical trial into one office, this Office of Clinical Research, and that all the entities that will require that information, including the IRB, can then access that information and conduct their analysis. And in the long run, that will hopefully make life easier for the individual conducting the research since the information has to be submitted only to one place rather than to half a dozen different places. And what's your experience working with a variety of grant makers, including the government, private, philanthropic, intra-institutional, inter-institutional? How confusing is that and how much work has that required for your area? It can be very confusing because everybody seems to have somewhat different rules. Everybody has obviously different interests. And the challenges, I think, are, are somewhat different from one funding agency to the next. That being said, the regulations that govern the research are actually very similar. And the ultimate goal here is to facilitate the clinical research, no matter who the uh, payer might be. Do other institutions have the kind of department that you've created there? And if not, why not? So most of the large academic medical centers do have something like this Office of Clinical Research in my position. In addition, the NIH has made some efforts in this area as well by funding a number of what they've called CTSA, or Clinical and Translational Science Awards, which we have here at the University of Chicago as well. This is an award to help provide some of the infrastructure for conducting clinical and translational science and clinical and translational research and is an effort to try to simplify and support some of this uh, important work. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I am speaking with Dr. Walter M. Stadler, Professor of Medicine, Director of the Genito-Urinary Program, and Associate Dean of Clinical Research at the University of Chicago Medical Center. So what I heard you just say before we took that little break was that the government was giving you money to try and simplify things. I think there's a lot of people in clinical research that would think that was kind of oxymoronic, the government trying to simplify things. So tell us a little bit about what kind of simplification are we talking about? So what the NIH is trying to do with the Clinical Translational Science Award or the CTSA is to get institutions to think a little bit more innovatively about how clinical research ought to be done and how the clinical research ought to be supported. And a number of individuals have identified sort of two barriers. One barrier 
is moving research from the laboratory into patients, and the second barrier being moving clinical research done at an academic center into the community and into practice. And both of those barriers have not been crossed very easily by most institutions. By providing funds that support uh, pilot projects, that support some of the infrastructure, including things such as the Office of Clinical Research that I run, and by providing a forum by which grantees of these particular awards can meet and discuss best practices, there is at least an effort to try to transform how this clinical research is performed. And have you implemented any of those new successful ideas at the University of Chicago? Well, the award was funded in September of 07, so it's a a little soon to say that we've had a lot of successes, but certainly I talked a little bit earlier about our efforts to consolidate the information that's required for regulatory approval of trials into one office, and that might be a small step, but if that helps us in regards to getting these things approved in a more efficient manner, I think it'll be an important step. And besides the NIH, what regulatory bodies do you have to deal with? Well, certainly the OHRP, or the Office of Human Research Protection, is the governing body for the IRBs and sets the regulations for uh, human subjects investigations. The FDA has a lot to say about uh, drugs and devices and how things ought to be done. And there are even organizations such as the FAA, which determines how patient samples can be uh, shipped from one center to another. I'll bet the average physician or philanthropist has no idea of all the regulatory hurdles that a clinician, scientist, or institution has to jump over in order to get all of this done. What have you found as the one or two that are really the most difficult to get beyond to get this clinical research to patients? I think that some of the most challenging things for, I will call them inexperienced clinical researchers, is to simply understand not only all of the regulations, but to simply understand that a clinical protocol, which is the Bible by which any clinical trial is conducted, needs to be written carefully, thoughtfully, with lots of input, because that's going to be the document that drives not only what is done, but how the research will be monitored as well as interpreted. And of your staff of 20, are there other physicians or scientists that are on that staff, and how are they involved? So the staff that I talked about in the Office of Clinical Research are mostly administrative staff, but many of them are quite experienced in the regulatory aspects. Some of them are nurses. Some of them are longtime data managers. Some of them have you know, advanced degrees in business administration. So it's a quite experienced staff doing a lot of this day-to-day work. The researchers themselves are often involved as well. And for example, the IRB is led by a physician and many of the members are physicians. Is there anything that physicians out in practice, the public or patients can be doing to support these efforts of simplifying the process of clinical research? Well, I don't know if there's anything they can do to simplify the process, but I do think that there needs to be 
a greater voice supporting this kind of research. At the end of the day, the only way we're going to make some of the advances in medicine that we all desire is by conducting this kind of research and support by patients and practicing physicians is critical. Hospital-based physicians play a myriad of roles, teaching, clinical care, research, and administration. I want to thank our guest, Walter M. Stadler, MD, Professor of Medicine, Associate Dean of Clinical Research at the University of Chicago Medical Center, for describing his role in supporting and overseeing clinical research activities. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Stay on top of the latest medical topics by visiting our new website at reachmd.com, where we welcome your questions and comments. Use the promotion code RADIO when registering online and receive six months of complete access to our on-demand library of podcasts. And thank you for listening.